This podcast is brought to you by Telegraph Local, telegraphlocal.com, the web's only real opinion-free breaking news platform. At Telegraph Local, our team reports and delivers real facts for real reporting. In this day and age, facts are extremely important. Facts matter. Real news matters. The only real place to find these facts is on telegraphlocal.com. So if you, like many, many, many others, are tired of the same misconstrued reality of the world and of the current aggressive political landscape, come on over to telegraphlocal.com. We'd love to have you. Read, comment, share. Telegraph Local, your opinion-free news headquarters. guys and welcome to Telegraph Local Special Report. Are there in fact UFOs in America? Is this the reality that we're now living in? Have we been lied to for decades, maybe even centuries about the existence of UFOs? I have to be honest with you. If I was asked two months ago, six months ago, a year ago, heck, probably a month ago, if I believed in UFOs and little green men, I would have I would have laughed. I would have I would probably would have laughed for 20 minutes. However, that has changed, and it has changed because of one thing: evidence. So recently, the United States has been um, they have released multiple videos. One that got me that came out about a month ago was uh, verified footage from the Pentagon, verified footage from two U.S. Navy pilots. And the video, it it clearly shows an anomaly, or as some may say, a a UFO. So I decided to take a deeper look. Um, I watched the video, and the video was actually posted on our website, at telegraphlocal.com. It's very, very clear. The footage is kind of grainy, but you can definitely make out everything. Um, so if you go to telegraphlocal.com, click on U.S. World, you'll see the headline there of the article, uh, which reads, Recent Government UFO Sightings Bring Curious Wonder to the Masses. So I then began to look even deeper into this, and I uncovered that it's just not the United States that is releasing this video footage. There's video footage being released by the U.K., um, by France, by Russia by several other nations. And there's a real, um, not just following to this, there's a reality that that video that you will see on, um, at least on our article on telegraphlocal.com, clearly shows not just an anomaly, but an anomaly that's moving around, that's darting back and forth, right and left, extremely fast. You can even hear the two um, Navy fighter pilots talking about what what they're witnessing, what they're seeing. Neither one of them can figure out exactly what that is. Now, I'm not saying that UFOs could be little green men. Obviously, we know that UFOs could mean uh, a myriad of different things. Um, What we traditionally think of as little green men, of course, was was brought to um, the attention of many of us um, several times. 
And so what we found out is that when we look into um, these actual images, this video footage, and everything else that we're seeing, you, you can clearly – there's a clear argument that there is something um, that is un unidentified. And again, maybe not just little green men, and maybe something that what the Science Channel taught us back in the 60s and 70s isn't true. But for this episode, we decided we needed the best. Um, we wanted someone who was very well versed on this subject – um, someone that is considered by many um, the go-to UFO expert um, in the country. His name is Sam Maranto. He's actually the Illinois State Director for MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. So we decided to have him on for this special edition of uh, Telegraph Local's podcast, UFOs in America, and kind of get his, uh, his fill on it. Um, so, Sam, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for that wondrous uh, and... I don't know if I deserve that much uh, uh, accolades, but anyways, I do know a little bit about the subject. That is for sure, and I, you know, uh, I can't wait to get into it. That, yeah, it's funny, Sam. You and I were talking yesterday um, before the show, and we had kind of an extensive conversation that turned into about twenty or thirty minutes. And um, I was really baffled by um, what you were saying, and. The, the clear reality that there's something there that's unexplainable. And, you know, although it may not be little green men, it could certainly, it certainly does show anomalies, unidentified flying objects that seem intelligent, um, especially on the video footage that is on telegraphlocals.com. You can't miss the, um, not just the banter of these, these very experienced Navy fighter pilots, uh, but watching the video itself. So I, I guess my first question for you is, what is the earliest modern UFO sighting? Well, if we say modern something around 1900, let's say the 1896-1897 airship wave, which is basically, basically any time we use a term like flying saucers, which came about in 47, these are just modern glaciers we, we use to, we, we put on there to uh, identify something, correct? So uh, we want to establish that it's just a matter of words, but what are they seeing? Is it similar to what's being seen today? Absolutely. The airship wave, though airships were around and, you know, pretty much just beginning during that period of time, um, they were not popular. And there were some 1,500 reports across the country. Now, the descriptions, many of them seem to be derishable-shaped or cigar-shaped objects. Understand this, that is similar to many of the sightings still today, yet something that may be disc-shaped, or even, say, for instance, the term they're using today, a, um, a tic-tac shape. They're trying to make identification to it looking uh, like something commonplace so people could identify. So back then, things were being seen, and they weren't all just hoaxes. Lights, extremely bright lights on these objects, and we didn't have electricity in such a manner that we could put large batteries in the sky and generate this. So these things were moving about at high speeds and not only just seen here in the United States, they were seen in Canada, all over the world, and there were different uh, episodes during that time. Uh, so this wasn't something just then. We've had accounts going back throughout history. The... Um, our, our history always has something interesting in there, from Charlemagne seeing the cross in the sky to uh, various 
in fact, uh, history itself has been shaped by seeing these objects and phenomena in the sky. Charlemagne's a good example. Well, why do you think that as of now, as of pretty much recently, um, the governments are starting to release this footage? Because I'll be honest with you, a year or two ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, in the 80s and 90s, going back you know, that far that I can remember, they, this was a constant, um, constant denial by, by authorities. Why now do you think they're starting to release these, these clear images and clear video footage of, of stuff, I guess, that they at one time deemed classified? Well, you have people in the in in the uh, uh, segment of ufology and other other uh, aspects of uh, interest that are saying that maybe they're trying to give a slow disclosure to the fact that hey, we're not alone, or maybe it's two things. Maybe we are at the advent of releasing out releasing a new type of technology. Here we are. We have uh, uh, space force. And uh, now are we going to be making use of um, uh, SpaceX rockets or are we going to have something a little more unusual, something anti-gravitic or far more advanced as far as as a piece of technology? I would think that by now we have some segment of this uh, phenomena understood and put into some applicable technology. So... You know, you and I were talking yesterday on the phone, and you, you had mentioned something that Ronald Reagan had said, um, which piqued yeah. my interest, um, because even as far back as, as Reagan back in the 80s, it, it seems like they were slowly trying to almost come out with the, the reality that there are UFOs in existence, but, but they always stopped short. Um, can you tell the listeners today what Ronald Reagan said and what he may have been talking about? Well, I forget the exact quote, but he was mentioning that if we were to be uh, how quickly we would galvanize, I'll summarize it, and he said this a few times, we would galvanize as a um, uh, a people united across the world if, in fact, we had an alien presence. And he says, is there not an alien presence? Uh, we already have an alien presence. And I think he was, it was, it was interpreted two different ways, the alien presence of, of war segregating us from one another and uh, uh, basically making us something other than human uh, because that's the, it's just the, he- the height of, of something that would, we would not want to do is kill each other if we were so humane. Now, we could interpret it that way or we could t- take it on uh, face value and say, well, yes, there is a alien presence here. And uh, that is the other way we can look at it. We can look at it two different ways. But that, you know, in summary, that is what he said, and he said it multiple times. Well, do you think? Um, do you think that when people think UFO, it seems like they automatically think little green men coming to invade and kill everyone and and take over the world? First of all, do you think that UFOs are little green men, or do you think that? I guess in, in retrospect, do you, do you think that? us calling UFO aliens little green men, do you think that's reasonable? Do you think there's different types of so-called aliens and UFOs? Is there an intelligence, uh, another another form of life, would you say, operating these? Sure, sure. Is there another form of life, and what do you think they look like? Do we have evidence of what they look like? Yes. 
Uh, I would say there's multiple forms of intelligence out there. There's not just us, and I'd say they've been here. I'd say some of the uh, sightings that we see, you know, the term the grays, these are beings possibly. Uh, they may be androids. They may be uh, a biological um, um, composite that functions more like a robot. We don't know. I mean, I don't know, I should say. But there may be people that do know. There are multiple uh, secret programs. This, uh, this phenomenon isn't new, and it's been kept away for many, many years from the American public and throughout the world. Other nations are a little more disclosed, you know, a little more better when it comes to disclosing this information. And uh, I think we're slow at it, and I think for various reasons. But do I think that these creatures do exist? Yes, there's various forms of them. The other thing is, are they just flesh and blood? It may be more complex than that. We may have uh, beings that manipulate time, space, also uh, dimensions. Well, time, space is one of those. So are we looking at time travelers or things that manipulate time and space? Possibly are we looking at things from other star systems or planets? Possibly. I think we have to consider a multiplicity of things and not just say it's one thing. It's possible that some of this more unusual and nebulous forms of UFOs may actually be life forms themselves. Well, you know, you, you work at, you're, you're with MUFON, and, and I know MUFON has done, you know, I'm a big uh, History and Discovery Channel fan, and I know MUFON has done a tremendous amount of work on, uh, on this area, um, and they're very, uh, their expertise is, is up there. It's probably, you guys are probably the best in the business when it comes to this, and I think until recently, people really kind of laughed at this type of thing. But my next question is, what is the craziest or oddest uh, or most unique, um, experience that you think MUFON has found when it comes to um, UFOs and, and extra intelligent life forms on the planet? What has been the most interesting case? The most interesting case? Well, I think mass sightings, and that's my interest. When you have a, um, a large segment of a community, they're cutting across demographic, and they're actually witnessing something from various vantage points with various perspectives, in other words, cultural perspectives, education, etc. Their association bias is going to be different, so you get different ideas on what they're seeing and, and perspectives. Um, yet, if you have people out there with video cameras, which we've had, you've got the same event from various vantage points, you know, as testament to the event, and also sometimes photographs. Well, uh, I think mass sightings, and I look at the mass sighting scenario, one of the best ones was the 1952 sightings in Washington, and they would be coming up to an anniversary. In July, the weekends of July, two weekends where uh, these objects uh, hovered over the city and actually East Coast, and there was a order to shoot them down. So these things were seen from vantage point of uh, airplanes and pilots and radar and ground radar, and it really doesn't get better than that. But by today's standards, we use video cameras, we have radar, uh, we have eyewitness testimony. So the mass sightings are fantastic. The uh, Phoenix mass sighting, the Tinley Park mass sighting, the O'Hare case, which I had a privilege to work on both of the, last, the latter. 
And then, of course, the uh, sightings by police officers in southern Illinois. So we have quality witnesses, mass sightings. Uh, sometimes we have the privilege of, of video cameras today, which is relatively new. We didn't have that back in the 50s, but we do have photographs of, of those objects that were seen. And uh, so we have radar. We have radar data. So uh, mass sightings, I would have to say, are the best or anything with physical trace evidence. And today, to the STARS Academy, which is a group that is uh, specifically looking into this phenomena, uh, very, uh, with the, uh, some very well-connected individuals, they're looking at metamaterials. So they actually have some materials that are analyzed that have supposedly come from crashes or um, whatever uh, of some of these objects. So we're looking at this stuff much better than we did ever before. And today's a different uh, time. We're actually getting cooperation from certain segments of the government. That's interesting. We have to take a quick commercial break. But, Sam, when we get back, I want to talk to you about something you um, brought up yesterday on the phone, which is degrees in fear. Um, and you had stated that this may, be, may have been one of the reasons why it took so long for the government to start coming out with this. But uh, to the audience, stay tuned. We'll be back in about 60 seconds uh, with more from Sam Moranto, the Illinois State Director of MUFON. This podcast is brought to you by Telegraph Local, telegraphlocal.com, the web's only real opinion-free breaking news platform. At Telegraph Local, our team reports and delivers real facts for real reporting. In this day and age, facts are extremely important. Facts matter. Real news matters. The only real place to find these facts is on telegraphlocal.com. So if you, like many, many, many others, are tired of the same misconstrued reality of the world and of the current aggressive political landscape, come on over to telegraphlocal.com. We'd love to have you. Read, comment, share. Telegraph Local, your opinion-free news headquarters. Hey guys, welcome back to Telegraph Local Special Report, UFOs in America. For those of you just tuning in, we currently have the expert, the guy to go to for UFO information, Sam Moranto, who's the Illinois, Illinois State Director for MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, joining us for the show. So please go back to the beginning and listen to this if you're just tuning in now. So Sam, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Wonderful. So, um... I know before the break, we talked about a lot, the earliest modern UFO sightings. Uh, we talked about uh, what Reagan had said and how we are slowly being um, – we're, we're adapting to slowly getting to this real idea that there actually are UFOs out there. 
um, despite the fact that we've been it's been hidden from the general public for as long as you know for centuries at some point. But now with the modern advent of video cameras and things like that, I'm getting uh, just getting to the point to where it just can't be denied anymore. Um, but yesterday when you and I were speaking on the pre-interview call, you had mentioned uh, something along the lines of degrees of fear. Um, and so I wanted to kind of get some more information from you about that. Why do you, why do you feel as though uh, – or, or what do you think – do you think the reason why the United States government and other governments have been hiding this from us for so long is because of their concern that we would be so afraid that uh, mass chaos may, in, may assume? Yes, that's true. I, I think that is one element that's been riding and, and made use uh, made use of for a long time. One thing I'd like to correct, it was Constantine the Great, not Charlemagne, that had that sighting of the unidentified object. I just wanted to clarify okay. that. Just getting back yeah. to the fear uh, element, uh, fear is a, is a wonderful commodity, and you can see the result of that, basically, the reason you can see that today with the COVID-19 scenario, uh, where the public was very cooperative and responded, thank God, to um, sheltering in place and et cetera, and are slowly adapting to a different manner and more sane way of um, handling this scenario and to do so with the least amount of damage to the population. So um, I think it's the same thing as far as the paradigm shift. Anytime you have a paradigm shift, when you change um, it's going to be very painful, and it's also going to be very costly. You have established norms and institutions. Anything that may alter the scope of a paradigm is going to end, end up in some sort of dramatic uh, repercussion. Now, how do you do this? You would have to do things slowly. You have to slowly bring information out, and basically like testing the water with your toes, then your foot, and slowly do this. And I think there has been a slow, progressive uh, introduction to the fact that we are not alone by Hollywood and uh, various other forms. I'd say Hollywood was very significant in bringing this information out through Star Trek and a few other things. The fact that that fiction is there, if that mind can come up with it, maybe there is something to some of this phenomena that's being seen because many of these programs got their information from actual UFO reports. So do you think that uh, I'm a huge Star Wars, Star Trek fan. I mean, I grew up on the, the shows. I love them. I've seen every, every episode, every movie, every TV show. Do you, do you really think that Hollywood knew in advance or that they somehow in their minds, like they were pre-programmed to believe that there was UFOs and this is what they look like? Or do you think that they got this information from what they were seeing on the news and TV and, and maybe even in person? Well, I tell you, there's a very good uh, author done a tremendous amount of work as far as how this subject matter and Hollywood have gone hand in hand, also with the intelligence uh, agencies. Uh, his name is Robbie Graham, and he wrote a book called Saucers on the Silver Screen. And uh, I'd recommend people take a look at that. Uh, but to cover that question, I would say we had a slow, I think we still are in the slow progression of realizing the fact that, no, we are not alone. Humans are very strange. For some reason, we, we like to think we are the center of the universe. And, and, the, and it wasn't all that long ago that, of course, we were the center of the universe, according to uh, even the, uh, the solar system. 
So, I mean, this isn't something all that far off. Uh, many people, you know, for years thought the world was flat until Columbus comes along and a few other folks and kind of changes that perspective, doesn't it? Um, the whole idea, we have to realize that we are not the center of the universe, that humanity and uh, we, our place in this universe is yet to be established. And the phenomena itself isn't so much a matter about them. It's about who we are, what we are, and why we are. And if we had the answer to those three questions, I think all this would mesh like a gear. And then all the phenomena would make sense. Do you think we're a, uh, do you think we're a special UFO project? Like we're actually the little people and the, and the, the UFOs are the big people and they're kind of uh, 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 moving us around like, uh, like, like stick figures or, or people on strings? Um, you know, you can't put anything that far out. I mean, if, if something's out there with a greater degree of intelligence, and it, and it seems to be that the case, um, and hopefully they are, um, are far more morally advanced and humane, if that even falls into some sort of a logical uh, scenario. But the bottom line is, I would hope so, that, that they are, if they are our, our uh, progenitors or overs, uh, or whatever you want to call them, in the aspect of the religions, uh, God, and the smaller G, or gods, uh, the thing is, I would hope they're compassionate and caring. We use things in dichotomy like uh, benevolent and malevolent. I don't think it's either. I think it's more clinical. And uh, th that may be the case, that we are some type of uh, larger experiment. And I would hope that it is to the benefit of something that I feel we are greater uh, than ever we can conceive with our own eyes or in this body. I have a feeling that uh, there is more to us than, than what meets the eye. I agree with you completely. So you're with MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what MUFON does, the website, and give us just the listeners a little more information uh, in reference to your, your organization? Yes, MUFON is, a, is one of the largest uh, uh, all-volunteer nonprofit organizations that it has the um, objective of doing one thing, and that is to evaluate and explore this phenomena for the benefit of humanity in a scientific manner. And uh, for those of people who would like to learn more about it, they could go to MUFON.com, and we have a magnificent symposium coming up and uh, some of the folks that were at the uh, Nimitz working at the, uh, the Princeton during some of these unusual encounters uh, will be there, and that uh, that information is all on the site. That's, that's wonderful to hear. I, you know, I'm really you know, again, if you have, if if you and I would have spoken a year or two ago, there's no way I would have believed any of this. But I, I got to admit, there's there's logical um, there's some logical arguments, and there's realistic evidence out there. Um, Sam, thanks a lot for coming on the show. You've been great. We'd like to have you back on sometime if you'd be willing to do that. Um, but other than that, man, have a great weekend. Thanks for coming on, and I'm sure the listeners will get a lot out of this information. Thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you again. Bye. All right, guys, so you've heard it from the pro, Sam Moranto, who um, this guy knows what he's talking about. Um, 
I did some research on him uh, and MUFON before contacting them to, um, to see if they wanted to get on the show after my interest peaked about um, the UFOs and that video I saw with the Navy pilots. Again, that video can be seen on telegraphlocal.com. Just go to the U.S. World section, and you will see it right there. Um, in the meantime, guys, this has been a special report from Telegraph Local on UFOs in America. Have a great Thursday, and have an even better weekend. Until next time.